everybody. This is, again, the Things Christians Want to Know podcast, and I'm Nate Johnstone. Hello, Nate. Hi. How are you doing? You know, I'm getting over a cold. My voice is uh, even lower than it normally is. Mm. I went from a... Resonance. From a bassoon down to a tuba or something. I'm envying you. Mm. My name, by the way, is Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi. You sound much more human right now than I do. <laughs> well, I sound I think... like a... I don't know, some sort of... Well, we've been talking about the demonic, so I'm not going to say what I think I sound mm, like, because mm. um, that'd be inappropriate. <laughs> but we have been talking about the demonic, and hopefully you've been enjoying it and aren't, aren't freaked out by it. Um, we like talking about this because... It's real it's, and it's important. Exactly. It's This stuff really touches day-to-day life. It does. And we told some stories last week that were sort of... Um, the unusual stories, the more, mm-hmm. the, maybe the more strange cases, a little more Hollywood cases, you know, mm-hmm. eyes rolling back in people's heads and that sort of thing. And um, tell some, just talk about the normal Christian the, life the and real, how we put on. Oh, I want to tell them. Can I? Can I start with this? How we can. put on the armor? All about because <laughs> on Saturday morning at sixteen oh three West Seventh Street in San Pedro, California, we listened to this program all together, all the six kids and mom and dad. And then we would put on the armor together and march. We would get the pots and pans from the kitchen. We'd have the tops of the pots and we were making noise, but here's what we did. Uh, And I, I wrote this up after studying Ephesians 6 about putting on the armor. Mm-hmm. I, we said together, I put on the helmet of salvation and I think the thoughts of Jesus. I put on the breastplate of righteousness because I am righteous in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I put on the belt of truth. I don't believe any lies and I don't tell any either. I put on the gospel shoes of peace because I'm on a mission for Jesus. I take the shield of faith to stop the darts of an enemy. And I take the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and I defeat. And we yell. And I defeat the devil. We're all saying this together. They memorize it. I'm glad I remembered it. I thought I'd forget it. That was impressive. Uh, Yes. I was impressed (laughs) uh, that I I got through it because I haven't said it for a long time. I missed that because that was every Saturday morning. And then to honored Christian soldiers, we would march around making lots of noise, banging our, our uh, pans together and singing onward. Listen to this. Onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. That's a great song mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. sing when we talk about spiritual warfare because that's a spiritual warfare hymn. It is. It's a good one. We should do that this Sunday in church. You know what? I, I've been wondering if I should preach on this, and I think I, I think I will. So let's do it. Let's do it. I'll and I'll, I'll, we'll put on the armor. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> the, that could be the children's sermon. Yes. Sorry, we're, we're doing uh, church planning now yes. during our Sorry podcasting about that. session. <laughs> Sometimes things <laughs> just spontaneously happen. But it's really important to wear your armor all the time. If you're a soldier in battle and oops... I forgot my Kevlar vest today. Guess what? Mm-hmm. You're going to the hospital because you're going to get shot and it's going to be bad, you know? And that was fun, but the kids knew it was serious stuff at the same time. We yeah. talked about it. We said, what is? what would happen if you dropped your belt of truth? What if you start believing a lie 
Erica, about that you're not beautiful or that you don't have a future? Or Gabriel, what, what would you start thinking if, if uh, you didn't amount to anything and you weren't going to be anything? If you started believing a lie, which all kinds of kids do. Yes, most. Then we get in a place where we're in the enemy territory. We're in the dark. Mm-hmm. And Scripture makes it clear about darkness is where the devil spends his time. Yep. It's very important yeah. to remember that. And sometimes I forget, Paul. I don't know if you've ever forgotten, but sometimes I forget and I get busy in my day-to-day life. And mm-hmm. man, there's groceries that have to be gotten and there's errands that have to be run and the kids have homework and dinner still's not made and it's 7.30. And sometimes life is just really busy. Mm-hmm. And I forget to put on my armor and I find myself getting stressed out, losing my patience with my kids. This is that's the most common one. Is I lose yeah. my patience. I'm not an angry person. I've never been an angry person. I went through a period of anger once, and that was God refining it out of me. I've shared it on a podcast before, but but so when I do get angry, I take note of that, mm-hmm. and I say, okay, what? Wait a minute wait a minute and i pause and brothers and sisters we need to learn to pause our life more good please learn how to do this put it on i'm still learning okay Mm -hmm. i put my life on pause for a minute i'm like wait a minute i am getting angry i am all out of whack i am not in shalom i am not in peace i'm not in the spirit right now i'm in something else (laughs) right Mm -hmm. i have dropped my guard at some point, the busyness of the day, I set down my shield to pick up the groceries. I don't know what, you know, the analogy could go too far, of course. But I had I had let my guard down and the devil had gotten in and I had given him a foothold by allowing myself to lose my temper and allowing myself to not live in peace and to instead get stressed out. And when I did that, then he started pushing buttons and one of my kids said something and then I get upset and I yell or I, you know, do something more, you know, when parents, all of us who have been parents, um, speak just a little more harshly in tone of voice than we know we're supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, ooh, that was a little harsh. What's going on? So I pause my life, and it's it's often just that. It's a simple day-to-day dropping of the armor, giving in to the devil just a little bit. Yes. And it leads to sin. Surprise, surprise, right? Mm-hmm. And it leads to sin. And I, you know, I lose my temper with my kids or I just get stressed out or something else happens. And that's when I I realize I need to pause and I need to take back the ground that I gave over to the enemy. And understand when you're hearing this, this is spiritual warfare, people. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about spiritual warfare simply as coming against demons, but as making sure that our armor's on so we're walking in the spirit, not in the flesh. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think for me, this is one of the most common day-to-day interactions, if you want to say, with the demonic. Mm-hmm. It's it's not out in the open. It's not all of a sudden a curtain of night falls in the middle of the day and there's creaky noises. It's me and my normal life. And the devil gets in where he can. And it's it's Hebrew, uh, Ephesians 6, 20, 4, 26. I finally said it. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. You 
kind sir, were giving opportunity to the devil. I was, wasn't I? Shame on you. No, <laughs> this is reality. This is life. And we have to stop we and do this, say folks. we, do we gave in to the enemy. Yeah. We, we, we weren't fighting a good fight yeah. of faith. We have to humble ourselves and realize we made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And the, the response, the proper response to making a mistake is not to ignore it. Mm -hmm. Or to avoid it, or to pretend or to it isn't there, it. or to excuse it, like oh, I was having a bad day. Yeah, uh, of course you were. You know, um, that's where the resist the devil and he'll flee from you comes Amen. in. Amen. Because here I am, and this is, I was telling it as if it were you know a fictional story, but it's happened very much like this multiple times. You get short with your kids or your wife or whatever, or your your husband, and you realize something's wrong. You're out of whack. You gave some ground back there somewhere earlier today or yesterday to the devil. And now you have a choice to make. Mm -hmm. You can choose to resist the devil and he'll flee. Yes. And that means you take a stand and you repent. And if you, if someone else is involved, you apologize to them. And I say, babe, I'm sorry. I, this, this is what happened mm -hmm. and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It was totally my fault. And, you know, and she'll forgive me and we'll be good. You know? Um, and, that is that happens and it happens yeah. a lot and i i would like to say in 20 years it'll be happening less than it is now i hope so it happens less now than it did 20 years ago you've got a good marriage Nate. we, we do have a real good we marriage. do but that's because we compete to be the first to say i'm sorry mm -hmm. good for you and and we do it for little stuff too we don't only say sorry for when we get short with each other we say sorry for tiny things mm. um she, I, I, I was at Walmart, which I rarely am. And she's like, I, I said, do you need anything else from Walmart? Well, she texted me and I didn't notice before I left. So I get home. She's like, oh, where's the thing? Oh, I, I didn't get a text. I texted you and I looked and I saw, yes, you did. And I missed it. And I could have just been like, well, that's not my fault. I missed the text. But instead, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I should have checked. And, and good for you. And like, so that's little. It's silly. You know what that is? Humble yourself under the mighty mm. hand of God. Yeah. Humility is one of the first steps to defeat the devil because he it can't really go there. Is. He is too proud. He is not only is he incapable of humility, I fully believe he can't even understand it. He has lost the ability to comprehend humility. And so when we are humble, I think we're invisible. Mm -hmm. I don't mean he literally can't see us, but I mean he can't conceive of what to do about it. He can't figure it out. It thwarts his strategy. He looks at us and he's like, I. I don't know what to do about you. I truly, honestly believe that that's what humility does. That's what Peter starts with when he goes into the uh, section about spiritual warfare. He says, humble yourself. And he doesn't say, God, humble me. You're yeah. called to humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that the proper time he may exalt you, casting your care off him. Then be sober, be watchful your adversary the devil so that's a wonderful prelude when it comes to fighting the devil yep. and it's it's just everyday battle every day and and i find i have to humble myself multiple times a day because <laughs> guess what i'm naturally not very humble um but i have been making humility a habit in wonderful. my life and there's less garbage in my life now and that was the number Less one thing. Less of that day-to-day -day garbage. One, the number one thing I wanted to bring to <coughs> uh, to the Master's Institute. Mm 
Mm. And you remember that. Yeah. Go low was the thing I said most. Yeah. The, uh, that's uh, if, if you want to be a good leader. And you, you helped drill that home to me because I really respected you as a leader and a speaker and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, go as low as you can is the answer. <laughs> and I was like, really? I thought you were going to teach me like how to be awesome, you know? And then all you guys are like, no, this is how to be awesome yeah. is you humble yourself as much as possible. And uh, I'm glad I learned the lesson. I'm glad I got the lesson. If you're listening and you haven't gotten the lesson, please grab it. Yes. <laughs> humble yourself. Be as low as you can, in, especially in your interpersonal reactions and your relationships with other people. There is nothing more beautiful to me than humility. It's, it's beautiful. And God finds it irresistible. God, I think God finds humility to be the most attractive thing in the universe because it says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He comes close when he sees humility. He's like, Oh, look at that. Just like my son, just like my son. He had a bad day and things didn't go his way and he lost money and this happened. And then when he started getting upset, he stopped and he humbled himself and he said, sorry. And he stops screwing up his that's, kids. That's spiritual warfare. It is. And um, something that I've started to do more that I wish I would have done immediately um, was uh, apologizing to my kids mm-hmm. when I do something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and, and I, st- I didn't do it initially because of just some, a bad idea about parenting mm-hmm. um, that I eventually saw for what it was, which was based stupidity. in pride. Well, <laughs> stupidity based in pride. You know, like they need to see me as the leader and blah, blah, blah. I mean, for big things, I would always say I'm sorry, but I mean for little stuff, like getting a little short with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but now I'm like, no, I, I say sorry Good for all the you. time. Like they Good think dad's a real you. screw up because he's <laughs> saying sorry all the time. But that's actually what I want to teach them. Mm-hmm. We're all screw ups, folks. Yes. Humble yourself, follow Jesus, and you're going to be great. Um, so that's how I get rid of the day-to-day demonic activity in my life. Cool. Is it's humility and quick apologies. Um, but it's it's waking up to it when it happens and recognizing it. It's the recognize and then the resist. Yeah. Um, and that's what I try to help other people do too. And when I'm discipling someone, like there was a guy, I was discipling him and he was struggling with anger and he would get even angry with me sometimes. Um, and I was like, you know, I think we should pray about this anger thing. Mm -hmm. Well, actually first I asked him, do you feel like anger has been a problem? And he was in a humble mood, which is why I asked. Um, and he didn't fly off the handle. He just said, yeah, it, it has, it's been a problem lately. I get mad when I don't want to. And like some things have always bugged me. So I always get mad at those things, but now I'm getting mad more and I don't like it. I'm like, okay, well, that sounds like something that God would like to help you with to me. What do you think? And he's like, I sure hope so. That would be awesome, you know. And so we prayed, and I told anger to go. Mm. And I told fear to go. Mm. And I didn't tell him we're going to do deliverance now. Yeah. But we had a trusting relationship, so I, I could pray for him, and he was okay with that. And um, I told them to leave, and afterwards he was like, I guess prayer is really good because I feel a lot better now. Now, what happened? I told the spirit of anger to leave, and it did. But if he now tonight continues to make choices 
And those choices lead him to the same activities he was doing before, choosing to get upset and choosing to do whatever. Well, the spirit's going to come right back. Okay. So sometimes casting things out is enough. We have to change behavior. Um, like the forgiveness piece that we talked about the other day, like the humility piece I just, and saying sorry that I just talked about. Um, but, but I think praying, praying for deliverance and dealing with the demonic, it, it doesn't have to be uh, a sensational, a sensational thing, a yes. Holly, Hollywood thing. It's an everyday thing. I, I, Putting I on literally experience spiritual warfare every single day. Of course. But that's, I didn't used to think I did, but now my eyes are open to what's happening. And now that I take a stand and resist the devil, guess what? Those days go better. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a sense in which the more you fight, the more you get promoted, and the higher rank you are, the bigger demons you're facing. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other side of this coin, is that that's also true. And the more authority you have on the spirit, in the spirit, the bigger spiritual authorities will come against you as well. And I'm, I might have a story there that yeah. could be helpful. I, uh, is that okay? I want to I tell my story. I and, love your stories. Okay. I uh, had what I would call a good, fun, positive life, grade school, uh, wonderful parents, good school, uh, junior high, high school, went well for me. I knew I was different than the other kids. They respected me for it, and I didn't feel sorry for myself. I was proud of my parents. College went well. Uh, graduated from UCLA, and uh, at the influence of how Lindsay <coughs> went to Dallas Seminary for two years, I think I, it was an embarrassment to my dad a little bit. But as uh, a Lutheran pastor, yeah, yeah, uh, had two good years there. Met Gary uh, Gilbertson, mm-hmm. and we became instant friends and uh, still are to this day. Then I took a year off. A missionary came through from Africa Inland Mission and he talked about an internship. I leaned over to Gary and I said, I'm going. And cool. you, can, you can go if you want to. He almost did. Took a year off. I taught at uh, Bible College south of uh, Nairobi and then studied in Israel and then traveled in Europe until I got homesick and decided after 14 months it was time to go home again and uh it was a great great year away yeah and things were going well for me then i had my last year at luther seminary i had all the answers at dallas and all the questions at luther and the two didn't match (laughs) and i was finding that i was trying to get close to the fellow classmates and uh, it was very difficult because they were they were talking about different things at lunch than I wanted to talk about, uh, mm-hmm. gross things. And I wondered, I, I don't think I was judging them, but I thought, they're going into the ministry. What are they doing here? Why why are they doing this? And it it just threw me. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I know that I dropped the belt of truth during that time because things got so difficult for me that I got afraid. And I, I was fearful, didn't want to answer the phone when it rang. Uh, I, I actually wondered if I was going crazy. Mm. And I thought I may be. And here I was going into the ministry, and it was hard for me to believe true things about myself. And so I began, I, I don't know if someone <coughs> recommended this, 
or if I simply uh, knew that I needed to do it, I started to carry statements of truth, and I would say them over and over again. And so there was a fight going on, but I wasn't very strong. And I guess I didn't have people praying enough for me because it took months and months and months. So I feel for people who go through depression and don't have somebody cheering for them and helping them because it was hard for me not to believe those lies. <coughs> Other people said things that confirmed the very things that I, I felt mm. like I was believing. And so... Uh, so I, like a steady slope down. It was. And it, it, I... Snowballing into it the was, dark night of the soul. It was dark. It was dark. Wow. Uh, here, here is a, a dramatic thing that I say to people who are fighting this kind of warfare and you think that you're, you, you don't have anything uh, good about you at all. When I became the director of Lutheran Renewal and missed a pastor's meeting, uh, Dick <coughs> Denny, who was a lay leader at Lutheran Renewal, he said, well, Paul, you should have been there. And I said, yeah, I missed the meeting. And he kind of got in my face and said, well, you really should have been there. <laughs> and I wondered why he was pushing so hard. And I said, Dick, why should I have been there? And he said, because many of the pastors shared at the meeting, it was when Paul prayed for them at Luther Seminary on his bedroom floor, that they were filled with the Spirit and it mm. radically changed their lives. And I told Dick, I said, Dick, I don't remember one of them. I was so wow. I was so feeling in darkness, but I still shine uh, shone with the light of Christ. Jesus through you. He he was still using me in the midst, and wow. so I thought I was losing the battle, but somehow Some, God was still. Sometimes using me. fighting is winning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the best thing you can do today is keep fighting. That's good advice. And and sometimes dealing with a demonic issue is a five minute prayer. Sometimes it's a couple days, but sometimes it's it's a month For me, long it was battle. Months. Yeah. And so you're talking about one of those where you were you were in a season of life of oppression and one thing after another, and there were bad choices involved in there. There was probably some mental things involved in there. It's maybe your own experience. Definitely some demonic things involved in there, and. That makes for a really tough season of life. And sometimes the, sometimes it counts as a victory if you just got up, you fought, you went back to bed alive. Mm -hmm. And I say it's my best worst <coughs> year. So I know it wasn't just a, the, mm. my worst year. I, I think there was there were some things that came out of that where I can say, thank yeah. you, God, for and what you did. I think about all those people who were filled with the Spirit because of what you were going through in that time. It sounds a lot like... His power is made perfect in our weakness. Oh my. Wow. Because who knows? If you weren't that weak, maybe you would have been like, okay, this is a bad idea. People are going to see us. Maybe you were so weak that you're like, yeah, whatever. I'll pray for you. I don't care. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying God gave you that depression. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying he works through us, even in yes, yes, our, yes, our yes. darkest, even yes. in our most painful moments, um, if we let him do that. And that's, that is a beautiful thing about God. It's one yeah. of the things I've always loved yeah. so much about Jesus is that he he does that when we least expect it, least deserve it. Um, and it's it's awesome. 
Nate, we're signing off on this series, at least for the time being. Mm -hmm. We'll probably come back to it in a few months. But I'm grateful that we were able to talk about this and encourage people in their day-to-day -day battles that you're not on a picnic, you're in a war. Remember it and mm -hmm. put the armor on. Make sure that you're walking in truth, truth about yourself <coughs> and truth about God. Make sure that you're walking in the righteousness of Christ, that you have the gospel shoes of peace on, and that you're believing in the, the, the shield of faith. No, what is the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. Yeah, yep. the sword of the spirit, the word go. of God. There it is. Okay, so why don't why don't you? I closed in prayer last week. Why don't you close in prayer and let's thank God for this time and. Uh, Sounds uh, good. Yeah, Father God, we thank you for the fact that we are not ignorant of the enemy's ways. Yes, that you have given your spirit to guide us. You didn't just give us a rifle and toss us in a battle and say good luck. Um we have a commander-in-chief that we follow. Mm. And we thank you for that. And we pray that you would help us not to be ignorant day-to-day -day of the things happening in our lives and to resist the devil in all the big and small ways. Yes. From, from the things that we do, the things that are done to us. Um, I pray that we wouldn't be reactionary and trying to find a demon under every rock or anything like that, but that we wouldn't be ignorant that we are in a war. And... Um, we need to defend ourselves and others, mm -hmm. and we need to resist, which is an active thing that we um, fight against the devil um, and his minions and all the things that he would try to do to us. Mm -hmm. And so I want to I want to just lead you in a real, real quick, real basic deliverance prayer. If there is something um, that you think uh, you need to pray for, and here's just a real quick one that I do is. Uh, you would say, Father, I confess that, and then you'd put in that I allow myself to get angry, for example, or something like that. And then you say, and I take back all ground that I've given to the enemy by making those choices. And I receive your forgiveness, Jesus, and I pray the blood of Jesus on my life and on everyone around me and on everything that I have done and will do, and I renounce the devil and all his works. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a quick prayer that I pray. I pray it regularly. I pray it with my kids. I pray it with other people. Um, it's like a repentance prayer, but you just add in um, that renunciation of the demonic. And you almost said what I was going to bring up, the, the, the Lutheran baptismal formula, which uh, mm -hmm. accompanies baptisms. I renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways. That's a wonderful statement of spiritual warfare. Yep. Okay. All right. We'll see you again next week. And I'm not going to tell you yet what we're going to talk about because it's a secret, but it's going to be good. All right. God bless you all. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless. Thank you.